My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, and that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Whoever gives to one of these little ones but a cup of cold water to drink because he is a disciple and when I say to you he shall not lose his reward God is generous extravagant in many ways in showering his his rewards his gifts his graces and he invites us also to have a similar generosity to be generous, particularly in corresponding to grace. When he gives us the grace to be able to do certain things, he hopes that we will respond in the same generous way with which Christ responded on the cross. And our Lord was always very moved by generosity. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the treasury. And many of the rich put in a great deal poor widow came and put in two small coins, the equivalent of a penny. And our Lord said she's put in more than all the others. <coughs> she's put in all that she had to live on. And so our Lord is moved by generosity. On other occasions, he encourages people to be generous. Before the rich young man, he places that astonishing challenge. Go sell all that you have, give to the poor, then come follow me, and you will have treasure in heaven. And so our Lord shows us the pathway to having treasure in heaven. And that word treasure is an interesting word to focus on a little bit in scripture. It's a word our Lord uses with certain frequency. <coughs> Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where dust and moth consume, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. And so our Lord points us to the real treasures, the real treasures of this world that are to be found in virtue, in holiness, in Christ. For you know that the price of your ransom from the futile way of life handed down from your ancestors was paid not in anything perishable like silver or gold but in precious blood as of a blameless and spotless lamb Christ. Christ shed his blood copiously on the cross. Not just one drop of blood but the blood flowed. He gave everything. And so the Psalms invite us to ask ourselves, what shall I give back to God? For all that he's given to me. If we look back over our life and see the graces that God has given to us, the talents, the abilities, our sight, our hearing, our limbs, 
our education, our Christian formation, so many things that God has given to us and that he hasn't given to other people. Well, he has a right then to expect an awful lot, that we be generous in our self-giving. He got into one of the boats, it was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And so, initially our Lord asked for a little. But later he's going to ask him to launch out into the deep. To leave the comfort of the shore. To be out in the deep water where the big fish are. To forget about himself in order to fulfill the plans of God. And so St. Jose Maria says it's worth the effort to give ourselves totally. It was to correspond to the love and confidence that God has given to us. God gave himself totally. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Our Lord wants us to give and to give with a generous heart, not to give stingy, in a stingy way, reluctantly, but wholeheartedly. God loves the cheerful giver. There's a story of a pastor in Scotland who, by one of his parishioners, was given a special dessert. And this dessert was swimming in whiskey. And he liked whiskey very much, and he was very grateful for this dessert. But he didn't know who it came from. It was given anonymously. And he was so grateful that he wanted to thank this person. <clears throat> but he knew that he couldn't mention whiskey from the, from the altar because the congregation were very sensitive about things to do with temperance. And so he thought all week for a way of how to convey that gratitude to that particular anonymous parishioner for this very nice detail that they had performed. And then he got an idea. And so when the next Sunday came in his, after his homily, he said, I want to thank very much that parishioner who gave me that very special gift. But what really moved me so much and I was so grateful for was the spirit in which it was given. <laughs> well, our Lord doesn't just look at the gift. He also looks at the spirit in which it was given. He wants us to give with that generous heart. And often the things that God asks for us may not be material things. He may ask us for our time, for our energy, for our charity, for our understanding, for our patience for greater effort in our apostolate, or beginning again, or a new hope, or optimism, when things might seem not to be going as well as they might. <clears throat> he wants us to practice this virtue with him, and also with others. Generous when it comes to fulfilling the norms of our plan of life, the time for our spiritual reading, the time for our heroic minute, the time to give a little bit more attention, or 
time or energy to this particular person that is around us who may need it at that moment. These are the areas where God calls for a little more. We're told in scripture that if you, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? And so that word more is very much associated with our heavenly Father. He gives more all the time, more than we can give him. But he loves it when we try to give that more, when we go out of our way, when we go the extra mile, when we're not calculating, when we don't seek anything in return. But our Lord has also promised us that every little good thing that we do will be rewarded. Whoever gives to one of these little ones but a cup of cold water to drink, because he is a disciple, and then I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. It's a virtue of great souls who find their reward in the act of giving. Great souls who have sort of come to realize what they have been given. And when we look back at our life and the things God has given to us, well, we'd have to say that God has been super generous with us. He's gone out of his way showered us with graces and gifts and good things and beautiful things which he hasn't given to so many other people when we follow a pathway of giving ourselves to god <coughs> sometimes people of the world think about the things we have to give up but in reality that's not the, the case we receive so much more the generous person knows how to give without demanding. Practicing that virtue enlarges our heart. So that every person we see or we find somehow finds a place in that heart. We, we have room for everybody. With the generosity with interior things, we, we learn how to forget about the little irritations of daily life. We're generous with our smile, with the peace we give to others. Generous in letting the little irritations flow under the bridge. <coughs> we let things pass. We're told in the forge, Lord, may your children be like red hot coals, which without flames be seen from afar. Let them be burning embers that will set alight each heart they come in contact with. <clears throat> generosity can be contagious hopefully other people are touched by our generosity and they're moved also to be generous we set a light with this virtue each heart that we come in contact with so that they also feel that desire to give themselves and to give a little more to go out of their way he says, you will make that first spark turn into a burning fire. For your angels are very skilled at blowing on the embers in our hearts. I know I have seen it. And a heart cleared of dead ashes cannot but be yours. And love has a very 
clear expressions. True love is founded on sacrifice, manifested in external work, works, not just in words, not just in a nebulous way. Lord, help me to be generous in my sacrifice, generous in my mortification, generous in my self-giving. Our Lord is waiting for and, and wants our generous effort that we love this virtue put out a little from the shore but now launch out into the deep could it be that our Lord is saying those words to us in relation to this virtue at this particular moment in our life so that we discover areas where we, we could be more generous in our patience in our kindness in our forgiving in our work in our fraternity, our family life, in our apostolate. And to live with God, well, means to run risks. Because God is not happy sharing. He doesn't just want a piece of our heart. He wants our whole heart. He wants us to infect other people with his virtue. There was a a monk passing a beggar in the street one time and the monk tossed a jewel into the hat of the beggar. And the beggar was a bit surprised. He never saw a jewel before. And he immediately thought, well, it must be a fake. Nobody would ever give me a jewel. But he thought it might be worth the price of a meal. So he went to a jeweler shop just to see if it was worth anything. Found it was worth $50,000. Couldn't believe it went round in a daze for a few days imagining now what he could do with all of this money he would buy a house he could buy fine clothes he could buy one things to eat but after three days he sort of came back to earth and began to wonder well why did this monk give me this jewel he must have known what it was worth he must have known what he was doing and he came to the conclusion that well, if he gave me this jewel, he must have something that's worth more than the jewel. And that's why he was able to give it to me. And when this beggar began to think about this, he thought, well, if he has something that's worth more than the jewel, well, then that's really the thing that's worth having. That's much more valuable than the jewel. I think what I'd really like to have is that thing that made him give me the jewel. So this began to bother him a lot and he then began to go and look for that monk and seek him out and he found him and said, look, I will give back to you the jewel that you gave to me if you will give me what it was that made you give it to me because I think that's much more worth having. And of course he was talking about the virtue of detachment and generosity. That's the real treasure. To go closer to him, said St. Maria, to be ready for a new conversion, a new rectification. To listen more closely to his inspirations, his holy desires which he brings out in our souls, and to put them into practice. And so our Lord invites us to leave our comfortable state and our egoism, to complicate our life. 
and the get-togethers in Holy Maria said, Fastidiarse para Jesucristo. Complicate our life for Jesus Christ. And to allow our lives to be complicated by others, by what we're asked for, by what's demanded of us in this particular moment. Drucker, in his book, The Effective Executive, focuses on what makes people effective. And he says they don't just do good things, they do the right things. And they do the right things because they ask themselves the right question, which is always, what can I contribute? What can I give? In this get-together, in this conversation, this mealtime, in this circle or this recollection, or this time I spend with my friend, or this job that I'm doing, what can I contribute? And what can I contribute that perhaps nobody else can contribute? When we contribute that thing, well, that makes us effective. A more positive tone in the conversation. A different topic, a piece of news, a joke. Something that lightens the moment for everybody around us. It's a consequence of thinking about the others always of not holding anything back. In Bethlehem, nobody holds anything back. In this year of St. Joseph, where we can look at the generosity of Joseph again and again and again. Leaving Nazareth, setting up Bethlehem, going to Egypt. Remain there until I tell you. Generosity in his remaining. Generosity in just doing what he's been told, doing what he's asked. And then coming back to Nazareth, all the time a tremendous correspondence. We could try to be generous in our moments of humiliation. When we make mistakes, when our mistakes are pointed out, when we're humbled by circumstances, then we can look up to our Lord and say, well, Lord, this moment is yours. Help me to be generous in my acquisition of virtue. Take a big step forward in this difficult moment that you've sent me. Embarrassing, laughable, humbling. And you make me see my, my, my mistakes. We're asked for a total commitment, a commitment of love. Be generous with our self-surrender. St. Ignatius says to give and not to count the cost. The devil may always be moving us to count the costs. Look at what I'm giving. Look at how much I'm giving. Look at how generous I am. Or to make comparisons or calculations or to keep a scorecard of past wrongs. To give and not to count the cost. Lord, here's the blank check. You write whatever you want. To fight and not to heed the wounds. Our Lord doesn't keep focusing on his wounds on his way to Calvary. He forgets all about them, forgets about himself, because his mind is on souls, the sky's the limit, every drop of his blood. To toil and not to seek for rest. Well, we're formed not to always be thinking about our rest. Maybe the rest of the world might spend the whole week thinking about their rest. We don't think about our rest. We leave our rest in the hands of others, in the hands of God. 
when we're told to rest, well then we rest. When the time comes to rest, well then we rest. But we're not walking around all day thinking about when am I going to get a break or when am I going to sit down and read the newspaper or something. <laughs> When's my time going to come? Generous in not seeking our rest. And if ever the moment comes when we're told to rest, well then we better be super obedient in that particular moment. You sit down and do nothing. If ever that day comes, we can sing a Gloria. <laughs> but then we also better be very obedient. It's important that we rest. We rest in order to recover, or we rest in order to get well, or we rest in order to, to change, or to handle this situation, or to see things differently. It can be very, very important. Interesting to see how St. Maria has emphasized the importance of rest. As we get older, rest is not a, a luxury, it's an obligation. To labor and not to seek reward. The reward of what people will think. Our vanity taking off. How people will see this thing. That little bit of pride that's deep down there inside us. That me part of everything. That self-love that we want to try and stand on. Generous in conquering that. And when there is generosity and self-giving in a family, well then there is peace, there is serenity, there is joy, there is happiness. Because happiness in this world is found through giving. Through giving and through self-giving. And that's why we're told God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Christ left nothing for himself teaches us that generosity expands the soul. And God loves that generous heart that gives. Another country will lack of generosity can be can be difficult, can be ugly, stinginess. Selfishness can be like a slow acting poison, can have a deadly effect. There's a small journey from lack of generosity to lukewarmness. And so our Lord invites us to try and always be erring on the side of, of that generosity. Avoid getting attached to the little or to the much that we may have. Clothes, time, energy, jobs that I like. We try and accept humbly our limitations and generously struggle to overcome our defects. Living order, making a schedule, setting specific targets in our work, a to-do list, what's the most important. Not just doing the things we like first, but maybe the more difficult things. Our generosity and our punctuality for events of family life, we give them importance. I do not live for Christ, but Christ lives in me, says St. Paul. We're called to heroic sanctity, sometimes heroic generosity. Leaving all things, they followed him. These are the demands of the calling that we have. In doing their work, says St. Jose Maria, and living their lives as children of God in Opus Dei, my children should be not only fulfilling, but loving. 
which means to joyfully give more than is demanded by our duty. And Jose Maria likes that phrase of giving more, going over and above beyond the calls of duty. Giving our Lord everything, not just in our budget, but in cash, in every moment, in all the moments of our life. So that we conquer that love of self that may be there. To win a war, my children, he said, it's sufficient normally to win the last battle. But in the interior life, we must be trying to win all of them. Woe to the person who is not trying to win all. Because it might happen that one of those lost battles might be the last. So the soul might lose the war. So what is the most important thing of all? Persevere up to the end. Save yourself. Alter alterius honor portati. Let each one carry the burdens of the other. What can I contribute? What can I give? How can I help this person? If we think carefully about each of the people that we live with, we'll find things. And in the way St. Josemaria says, often the greatest charity is prayer. Generous in our prayer for others. This week we have the feast day of Aunt Carmen. And God has given to us as a model of generosity for all time. Without having a vocation, gave ourselves so completely. And we love to celebrate her feast days because of what they mean for us, of what they say to us. Lord, help me not to be calculating. And so our Lord tells us he's going to give us great rewards for that generosity, the thousandfold. But he wants us to give everything. Help me to be ready to help with a, an upright intention. Anyone who might need our help, that little bit of affection. When I was going out of the compound a day or two ago last Thursday or Friday, just driving out, there was a little girl coming in a bit late to school and she looked about standard two or three and her mother was accompanying her, maybe there was some little problem. And at a certain moment, in the middle of the pathway, I think there were no other cars around, the girl stopped and turned towards her mother. I gave her a big embrace. She was a young child that needed a little bit of encouragement just to go to school today. Something that we all sort of went through at some stages. And well, it was a very maternal moment, taking place right in front of my car, blocking the way. As though the Holy Spirit was saying, you take a good look at this. <laughs> I felt there was something there that I needed for the next meditation on Monday morning or something. You know? But it was, well, on the one hand, it was very beautiful. It was very maternal. Um, if it was staged, it couldn't have been done better. <laughs> the little girl just needed that little bit of gentle maternal encouragement in that moment and the mother did all the right things all there in glorious technicolor before my eyes so that i would get the message well it was rather nice in some ways well generosity to give the people around us that little bit of affection that they need what can i contribute what is the right thing to do in this moment everybody around me needs affection needs encouragement needs love 
And our God is the God of love who has generously poured out that love and wants us to pour it into the lives of other people generously around us. So that we're ready to do favours for the people who ask them from us. Can you do this? Can you do that? While you're there at the shop, could you ever... Well, in principle, yes, we're available for all those little favours. That very often are little things, but which demand the extra mile, that little bit more of an effort. It was said that in the 1930s, one of the ways that St. Maria generated friendship with many, many people was by doing all sorts of little favours for them. Because often those little favours are the pathway to people's hearts, the little things that make their life acceptable. It means we're not saying no to people. No, 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 no. <clears throat> That'd be difficult, no? Generosity in accepting people as they are, without attaching too much importance to their defects. Avoiding negative criticism, even interiorly. We could have a smile on our face all day long, but we, interiorly, we could be full of complaints and criticisms and comparisons. Often the battle is in those interior thoughts. Generous, my kind thoughts. My charitable thoughts. And so with all of this, we make people around us, we make it easier for them to come closer to God. Because we reflect the love of God in everything we do. Generous in giving others the benefit of the doubt. Generous in making it easier for people around us to ask us for things. People around me find it easy to ask me to do this or do that and give me a hand or have the inside lane a little bit with people. Because we're easy to deal with and because they can ask us things. We should offer our Lord, we're told in the forge, the sacrifice of Abel, a sacrifice of young unblemished flesh, the best of the flock, of healthy and holy flesh, a sacrifice of hearts that have won love alone you, my God, a sacrifice of minds which have been shaped through deep study and will surrender to your wisdom, of childlike souls who will think only of pleasing you. Lord, receive even now this sweet and fragrant sacrifice. And so every day our Lord asks us for that little sacrifice, a little thing in this particular moment. And we've been told that love is repaid with love. And so those little cups of water, symbolic of so many other little things that we might do each day, Whoever gives to one of these little ones, insignificant little person that we might meet along the way, a cup of cold water to drink because he's a disciple, and then I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. Our Lady was generous with our visit to Elizabeth. She didn't just spend three minutes or three hours or three days, but three months. Model of what our friendship should be, our reaching out to others. Mary, may you help us from contemplating your example to learn how to be more generous in the little things of each day.
thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.